Hey, welcome to The Centre Podcast. We're a church based in Dural, Sydney, who love Jesus and want to share the message of hope that he brings for all people. We pray that you're blessed by this word and that it reveals God's love for you in a new way. Enjoy. Thanks, Lockie and Noah, for our reading that passage for us. The keen observer will notice that they were wearing the mighty, mighty blue and gold Parramatta Eels. Um, although I suspect Noah may have been wearing Ben's jersey because it's more of a Parramatta nightgown than a Parramatta jersey. But thank you, boys, for doing that. I actually asked them to wear those jerseys um, because it ties into today's sermon. It's about teams. I want to talk about teams this morning and, and whose team you're on. Why don't you throw up now in the comment section the team that you support, whether it's footy, whether it's soccer, whether it's netball, futsal, cricket. Um, Personally, I always say my sport of choice is theatre sports. Unfortunately, God has blessed me abundantly, but hand-eye coordination is not one of my gifts. Um, And yet, despite this, I actually used to play rugby um, for a team called the Kusula Cougars. Uh, I was one of Two white boys on the team, so who says a white boy can't be a minority in Sydney? Uh, And essentially the rest of the team were seven foot six Islander boys who essentially loved two things. They loved Jesus and they loved rugby. And usually in that order, sometimes maybe for some some of them, you know, having that Kiwi background, being an all black, rugby can become a religion a bit. But they were the most gentle giants who from day dot just welcomed me into that team, but they'd step onto a football field on a Saturday morning and they'd like animorph into these savage beasts that would just absolutely destroy the other team. Um, I was very glad that I was wearing their jersey and not the other teams, but these guys loved Jesus, this team, the Kasula Cougars, and before every game, they would get out into the middle of the field, take a knee in a circle and pray to God. Which for me at the time uh, was particularly unusual because I wasn't really a Christian yet. Um, And it was this really interesting thing that at the end of the day, even though their jersey said Kusula Cougars and whatever chicken shop had bought their jerseys that year on the back, really, they were God's team. But we can sometimes get that wrong can't we? Like we can start to think that God's on our team instead of the fact that we are on God's team. Well, what do you mean by that, Murray? Well, when we start to believe that God's on our team, um, that the God's wearing, you know, the Murray Lambert Lambs jersey or, you know, the Centegural jersey or the Baptists jersey or even the Australia jersey, it can start to lead to some really bad theology. Uh, Let's watch a quick example now of how that can look. Barracuda's point guard Ricky Jay is fielding questions following tonight's game against the Bloodhounds. How do you feel about the outcome of tonight's game? Oh, it was all God. Come on, you don't think you had anything to do with it? Uh, No, no, I can't take any credit for this one. This was truly God's doing. But you lost. Jesus is the reason for every season. I'm sorry, are you blaming God for your team losing the game? Hey! Nothing against the guy. I mean, it's just, you know, you got to take the good with the bad, right? He gets the credit for the wins, ergo, he's got to get the credit for the losses. But what about the 19 points he scored for the Bloodhounds? I mean, we can sit here and make excuses all day. 
I accidentally scored the deciding 19 points for the other team. I accidentally gave coach the wrong start time for the game. I spent the first half playing the floor as lava, but ultimately it's up to God. Why do you think they were able to score so easily? We did everything we could. We can really only blame God. You don't think it's because you quintuple teamed one player leaving everyone else open? Again, I'm just a vessel. I'm like a puppet. God's running the show. How did your 42 turnovers affect the outcome of the game? Only God can know for sure. Yeah, well, according to the stat sheet, it looks like the other team scored every time you turned the ball over. And still, God, in his infinite wisdom, just decided that tonight was not our night. But in the end, it doesn't matter. It's all God. How do you regroup after such a terrible loss? I mean, we'll keep practicing. You know, practice makes perfect. But really, all that is worthless. It's all up to God. Money! Ouch! That was God. Next question. You. Linda Cartwheel from ChristianSports.com. Uh, God had nothing to do with the outcome of this game. When you asked the other team why they won, what did they say? God. No more questions. Now, obviously, that's satirical, uh, but it shows what can happen when we let ourselves believe that God's wearing our jersey or, or the jersey of those people over there as opposed to us wearing God's jersey. And so I want to call today's sermon God's Team. Because when we give our lives to Jesus and say, Christ, I'm going to follow you for the rest of my days, we're pledging our allegiance to God. We're, we're, we're putting on the jersey of God's team. And so it's a confusing and, and unexpected response that Joshua gets in this passage at the, uh, in chapter 5. Because up until this moment, we've seen God's sovereignty and power and provision over the Israelites, right? He's been faithful through generations, delivering on promises, working through his chosen people. And now Joshua has stepped up faithfully as the new leader. He's even taken on his new name. He was Hosea. He's now Joshua. His very name means Yahweh saves. The, the same name that God himself will later take on when he comes down to earth as, as Jesus. So, I mean, Joshua's stepped into some big shoes, a legacy that, that Moses has given to him. And with this, we've already looked at with Brian, Joshua and the Israelites had these great expectations. He, he stepped into these big shoes and they had great expectations of the promised land flowing with milk and honey that, that had even, you know, started to come true for them as, as Canaanites, like Rahab, like the, the, the people who were supposed to be their enemies. Rahab, a Canaanite, turns to the Lord in, in recognition of Yahweh, the God of this people. And she says she's terrified because this God you worship is, is more real and, and powerful and terrifying than any, any of these false idols that my people, the Canaanites, bow down to. So because of the undeniable accounts of power and, and sovereignty and blessing that everyone's talking about that your God has given you as his chosen people. I'm going to give my life to this same God. I want to be wearing the same jersey as you guys. I want to be on that team because I've already heard about what happens to the other team. And so they cross over. The Jordan River literally splits for them. God once again delivers just as he did for Moses at the Red Sea 40 years earlier. He splits the Jordan River and Joshua and the Israelites cross over onto the banks of the promised land. And Joshua, in this moment, comes face to face with the commander of the angel armies, the commander of God's army. 
And Joshua asks him this simple question. Are you for us? Or are you for our enemies? Which seems like a dumb question, doesn't it? I mean, what more proof do you need that that God is on your side? But it turns out that actually maybe it's not such a dumb question after all, because this commander of the angel armies replies unexpectedly, neither. I'm not against you, but I'm also not for you. And he goes on, if you really want to know who I'm for, well, I'm the commander of the Lord's army. What the commander of the angel army is effectively saying to Joshua is, mate, I'm not on your team. <laughs> Whatever that means, I'm on God's team. And you know, I think, I think this is such an important point of theology for us to meditate on for a couple of minutes this morning. God's not on your team. You're on God's team. And I mean, we watched that video before, and if you want an example of just how terrifyingly bad we can start to spiral into a place when we start to believe this dangerous theology that, that the God's, God's wearing our jersey, when we start to blindly believe that God is on our team, that he endorses everything we do in his name, all you have to do is look at well, the Nazis of World War II. And now you might be thinking, Gene Murray, like the Nazis, really? It's like Sunday morning. I haven't even had my second cup of coffee yet. And you want to talk about the Holocaust. But that's what the Nazis believe. They, the Aryans believed that they were God's chosen people and that they were going to eradicate the Jews who killed Jesus, right? Back in the Bible, this is what they believed. And that with their blonde hair and blue eyes, they were going to become God's perfect race. He's his chosen people, this large, influential group fueled by Hitler's heretical hate speech. They called themselves the Christian Germans, which, I mean, you know, doesn't sound so bad when you slap the name Christian on front of it, but they were going to be people who proliferated a new perfect Adam, is what they believed, who, who brought about a new world order, according to them, justified by, by God's word, by the Bible, because they earnestly believed that God was on their team. But he wasn't, obviously. We look back at it now and know this because they weren't on God's team. Because God's jersey doesn't read the Christian Germans. God's jersey reads Jesus. And God will be on our team, but we need to put on his jersey. Not expect him to be putting on ours. So this heavenly angel, this, this commander of God's angel armies, has this response to Joshua's question. Joshua's asked, whose team are you on, ours or theirs? And the angel replies, neither. But as the commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And what's Joshua's response? It says in verse 14, Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence, and asked him, what message does my Lord have for his servant? See, Joshua doesn't think of a God who's there to serve his wants, his needs, his desires. He sees himself as a servant who was created to serve God's will, to be on God's team. See, he's got his theology right. And the commander of the Lord's army replies in verse 15, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. 
You know, as, as we read these verses, I know three weeks ago I, I preached on big shoes. This legacy that Moses left for Joshua to step into. And Joshua does so faithfully. And I truly believe that there are people in our church who God's calling to step up so that they can step into what God has in store for them in this new season for our church. But I feel today that there's some other people who are wearing some shoes already, wearing some sandals, <laughs> that they need to take off. Maybe it's a role that you've been playing for too long or a crutch or excuse that you've been leaning on, an identity, an obsession, an, an, an old version of yourself that God wants to tell you this morning to take off, to let go of. Instead, put on his jersey because you're on his team. What would that look like for you this morning? Because as we step forward as the centre into this new season, as we step into big shoes with great expectations and cross over into this new season that God has in store for the centre dural, we have to make sure we continue to remember that God's only going to be on the same team as you if you're wearing his jersey. And then, and only then, will we ensure that we are truly God's team. That's how we ensure that God's on our side. But first, we make the decision to be on his side. And maybe the Holy Spirit's been convicting you this morning as I've been speaking that, you know what, yeah, <laughs> there are a pair of shoes that I, I need to take off. They aren't helping me anymore. They aren't allowing me to stand on, on, on holy ground. To stand on God's holy ground, there's, there's some things I first need to repent of, some old habits, maybe some mindsets that I need to just let go of to be able to fully step into those big shoes that God has laid out for me. So I want to pray for you this morning, if that's you, because Jesus came to free us of our old lives and give us a new life to make us born again, to cleanse us, to wash us, to wash our feet before we step into those big shoes that he has in store for us. It's what it looks like to be on God's team, church. To let go of our old selves, to let go of those egos, <laughs> to let go of those identities and step into our new selves wearing God's jersey. So before I, I pray for us this morning, I wanted to share a video that our brothers um, who are on the Solomon Island football, foot, futsal team sent to Brian this week. This is just such a perfect image to wrap up today's message because this video I'm about to show you is the Solomon Islands futsal team in Lithuania at the Futsal World Cup. They're in Lithuania on the altar of a Catholic church wearing their Solomon Island futsal jerseys, but singing at the top of their lungs to Jesus, their, their team captain, singing to Yahweh, the God who owns their entire club, singing because ultimately, doesn't matter what jersey they might be wearing on the outside, they're on God's team. And I encourage you now at home, whether you're on the couch or still in bed or, or sitting at the kitchen table, Let's stand up now together 
in solidarity. You know how at the Olympics these last couple of weeks they, we, they stand up when they're singing their national anthem? Let's, let's stand up now and sing this song with our brothers of the Solomon Islands futsal team like it's our national anthem. Because the Bible says that we are citizens of heaven. So let's pledge our allegiance to God this morning. today who feels like maybe they aren't wearing your jersey right now. God, wouldn't you just let your Holy Spirit <laughs> just to come now and convict them, to put up their hand, to put up their hand and declare that they want to join your team, Jesus, to be born again into your everlasting love. God, help us to be true ambassadors of you as we are renewed by your Spirit, made pure spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to help others discover this channel. Check out the description if you want to find out more or get in touch with us at the Centre Dural. But in the meantime, praying for God's hand over you as you continue to step into everything Jesus has in store for your life. Be blessed.